Hello, you're listening to the KGFC Festival Talks Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Horsley, and we are coming to you from Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema, running from August 3rd to the 12th at the UA, UA Midway in Forest Hills, and also the Queen's Museum located in Flushing Meadows, Corona, Corona Park. And today we have the filmmaker, the cinematographer, and the star of the film The Invaders, which is opening on August 8th at 8.30. It's a short film, but it's a very interesting film. And we have the writer and director, Mateo Marquez, the cinematographer, Mike Gilaretto, and the star, Isra El Sahili. Um, welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So, uh, I don't like to talk about the film. I like you to tell us. I don't want to ruin any of the surprises. So, tell me what uh, inspired you about the fi- to make this film and a little bit about what the film is about. Um, well, the film's about a young uh, American Muslim girl that's being chased by this sinister force. And um, I don't know... I can say any more than that. All I can say is that it has directly, t- uh, it's directly tied to Islamophobia, and sort of the intense uh, negative rhetoric that's been spewed over social media and uh, mass media at large. Um, but and then to sort of answer your second question, uh, what inspired the film is those things, uh, particularly around the 2016 election and everything that consequently happened after it. Um, I felt that it was important to sort of bring that to light and um, question why is it that we do all these absurd things um, in reaction to fear that we don't really understand. And, and the title, The Invaders, uh, my first, who, who are the invaders? Or do you not want to tell us that? Um, I don't, I don't want to say who the invaders are. I have my own personal opinions on who the invaders are, but I think the film... At least the way we all constructed it is uh, open-ended and can be interpreted on how you view the issue at hand that the film is addressing. It's almost a sci- sci-fi to me, you know, a tribute to the cinematographer here, that it was a very interesting way of filming it. So, uh, and uh, Isra, what did you feel about being the star of the show, of the film? Um, well, for me, it's always great when I get to work on something that not only is very well made and well written and whatnot, but is near and dear to my heart as well. <coughs> Growing up in Sweden with two parents that were both from Iraqi, there were refugees that fled during the Iran-Iraq war in the late uh, 80s. Um, it's a matter that's really close to my heart when it comes to whether or not it's Islamophobia, segregation. I've worked with a lot of uh, segregation in my hometown, Gothenburg. Uh, Sweden is always seen as a very like neutral and kind of peaceful country, but growing up there you do get to see a lot of injustice you do get to see a lot of segregation and that's something i've worked with you know outside of acting and to be able to take all the things that happened to my family all the things that are happening culturally after the election in my hometown as well and just in the world in general in europe in general and put all that energy and emotion into this film was really great it was wonderful to be able to do that and Matei, how did you find this right um, we worked. I worked with uh, my two producers, Claudia Murdoch and Carrie Radigan, to um, post up a few uh, on a few different websites. And she came in, auditioned, and uh, right off the bat, we thought that she was great because she was really willing to do anything I asked 
for, and she did it not only with courage, but she did it with emotion. So, I mean, that's all you really can ask for of an actor. So it was pretty obvious with the, who the choice was. So, yeah, that's great. And um, cinematography, how did you find? Uh, how did you find Mike? Uh, well, Matt and I worked together um, on a short film in 2015, I think it was, uh, The Blood in Our Veins, which played here last year. Um, and since then, we've kept in touch. And uh, yeah, this was our second uh, big project together. And we've been working on more projects since. And so this was actually filmed in, in Queens? or mm -hmm. Okay. So does this have a, the Cube Gardens Film Festival, does that have a special place for you because you live here and filmed it? Uh, absolutely. It's, you know, I've lived here since I was like six years old. Yeah, I moved here when I was six years old. Um, I know this neighborhood very well. We actually shot down over here off Park Lane South in Richmond Hill. Um, and yeah, so having it play here at Kew Gardens is extremely special for me, especially since it's playing at the Midway, which I've, I've gone to since I was like, again, six years old. And, and you've already been in a film festival, the Vail uh, Film Festival. We've been at multiple festivals. We've been at the Vail Film Festival, which we opened up at. Uh, we just came off two back-to-back, -back, uh, one at Fantasia in Montreal, and uh, also the Wood Woods Hole International Film Festival in Woods Hole, Massachusetts. I think the the count is like nine now or something. Yeah. So it's like yeah. A, pretty, uh, a couple of there couple getting up, yeah. And uh, so you've seen it on a big screen. Before. Yes, yes. Because some of the some of the uh, filmmakers, this is the first time they're actually seeing it on a on, on a big screen, and it's just so exciting. No, no, I mean it's, it's exciting every time because you know most of the content that we see today is going to end up on a TV or a laptop or something like that. So anytime you get to see any content on a big screen is always exciting. And to go back to the midway, it's almost like going home and seeing it. Yeah, no, I'm excited. It's been renovated and it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. And it is our New York premiere, so I feel like that's yeah, pretty that's big also right. big too. Like right. that. Yeah. So, Isri, um, you're living in New York. Uh-huh. Uh, is this your first film? What else have you been working on? No, I actually have another film in this festival this year. So, Another Girl, I'm doing a little kind of cameo extra work there. And that was my first short film that I did in New York. But You, were, you weren't Another Girl? Yeah. I was just one of the ex-girlfriends. Like, I had a couple of lines. I saw that yesterday. Oh, I'm the curly-haired girl <laughs> that's like... <laughs> Picking fights, not picking fights, but she's doing lots of Not to talk too much about that. It's a wonderful film in Austin. Yeah. Case is amazing, but it's not my first film uh, here. But it is definitely one of my most important ones, I believe, and one that's most near and dear to my heart. I do mostly theater. Okay. I am a theater actor. Um, so you can see me popping a bunch of shows around New York every now and then, but this is my first film. Okay, here. we'll talk about theater at, well, off the, uh, <laughs> off the air, mic. Yeah. Because uh, I see a lot of theater, and it's great. Uh, but just to segue, what do you like prefer, theater or, or movie? Oh, I think they're just so different. I love the, with, you know, film and TV, there's opportunities to do much more than it might be in uh, theater, like just in terms of the stories you can tell because you have all these different effects and whatnot you can use. But as an actor, it's also nice to have a project where you're working, you're putting all your energy into a couple of takes, and then that's it, that's all. You can never do it again. There's no more opportunity to to explore that particular thing, but there's something nice and visceral in that. Like, you have one shot. Here you go. Do this. And if it doesn't work, nobody can ever... You can never take that back. But in theater, you have, like, several performances right. for long rounds where you can go back and do... And there you have the connection with the people, and like that's a whole other medium. And there's but some yeah. imperfection in theater, because you never know what's going to happen on stage. So. Exactly, yeah. yeah. 
So um, this isn't your first short film, Matteo. Right. Um, how how long did it take from the final shots when you filmed it to when it was finally put up to being able to be seen? We the pre-production for this was what like a few months. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did. I forgot about that. We did. We did like a whole two days of pre-production where we basically shot the movie in stills um, back in January and we shot in April so that was a few months there and then pre post-production took all the way until mid-August and yeah then we were finally finished and after Veil we actually did a little bit of a change cut and um, to tighten some things up in the narrative um, but now I think we have the film in a very good place and yeah. And so you like to direct your own material? Uh, yeah, I've actually never directed anyone else's material, but I don't know. I like to write, and uh, I always try to come up with new ways to say things. When you are writing, are you, do you know you're going to direct in a, Is that how you write? Is I'm going to direct this myself? Or? Yeah, I've, I don't think I could ever be a writer for hire. I just okay. I don't think I'm that great of a writer yet, um, but... Um, Maybe maybe one day. I don't know. It'll, we'll see. And uh, just for the viewers out there, listeners out there that are filmmakers, how do you get the financing for something like this? This? Well, I did it all on my own. This is just, um, I, since I work full-time, um, any jobs I do on the side, I sort of put that money to do any of my own personal projects. Um, and this was all financed through that, like all the little side gigs that I do. Yeah, I, I looked at your uh, backgrounds, and you have quite a quite a lot of experience on a number of films. I mean, you were involved with the Amazon Miss Maisie, Mar Mar uh, Mrs. Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yes, um, and 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 it's your title is Digital Intermediate Assistant. What what does that mean? It's a fancy way of saying the guy who makes like the final deliverables for all these shows. So anything you see on your TV is I basically made that. So for any of the shows that I'm associated with of course so working on shows like that does that give you inspiration for your own writing and the, and, and some influence on how you're going to direct things in the future oh yeah 100% because um, post-production is probably one of the parts of the uh, film chain that are the most ignored um, in terms of how do you make your vision come together like after you shoot it and all that stuff and how do you bring it all together so it definitely informs me on how you know how I can move the camera how I can do VFX, how the color's gonna look, what, you know, when I talk to Mike about lenses and uh, 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 lighting and which camera format and all those things, all those things are very important in how I'm going to tell my story. That's great. I mean, it's, it's, it's a full, full career. I mean, it seems like you have everything under your belt at this point for future success. Thank so, you. So do you have any other films in your head right now? I have a couple. I have a couple, okay. <laughs> but nothing yet. And are you happy with just doing it with, with doing shorts, or do you think you have... No, I'm, I'm in the process of writing a feature film. It's just taking me some time, like just for the details and the research that it requires. I think it takes a while. I mean, it could take... I mean, I, I was interviewing some people uh, earlier this week, that from the time they finished filming to the time that the final cut was done was three years. So it takes a while yeah. for a full length. Full length. Yeah, for sure.
And is there what do you see anything coming up? So you have other things in the in the hopper, I guess. And yeah. Yes, I, I do have some theater shows that are coming up and some stuff that I'm working on. Uh, I and most of other than I'm just auditioning. I auditioned for just a ridiculously crunch bar uh, commercial this morning. Okay. So that where I had to also actually play a Muslim American. So that was a little funny. But yeah. Uh, and it's exciting to have two films in one yeah I'm great I'm happy that they're having such a great life of their own out there so yeah it's great well this is great Uh, anything else to say to all viewers any advice or I think well I just want to thank you both thank you all all three of you for for joining us today and uh, before we leave I'd like to thank our wonderful sponsors Blog Talk Radio for providing an excellent platform for our podcast I'd also like to thank Atiz Cafe in Kew Gardens. That's where we are right now. And that's our official festival lounge for providing this wonderful space. Just as a reminder, all ticket and badge holders get 10% off their coffee and bakery items through the end of the festival, which is August 12th. And for for, for more information on how you may purchase tickets to the festival, and to check out, please check out our full lineup of films and events please visit our website, www.q, that's K-E-W, not the letter Q, gardensfestivalofcinema.org. And I'm Craig Horsley, signing off. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.